0: Welcome back to Sit Down, Be Humble. I'm your host, Hannah Humble, and I am so, so, so excited for today's podcast because I have one of my favorite people in the entire world. Introduce yourself.
1: Hey, what's up, guys? My name's Malachi Humble.
0: So, for go- for those who don't know, I feel like most people would know, but maybe you guys don't. Um, Malachi's my cousin. Surprise. A lot of people think that we're siblings, which we kind of just go with that because... together most of the time more than I am with like my brother anyways. Um, But Malachi is my cousin and we're going to be talking, as you can see is the title of this, we're going to be talking about grief today because Malachi has a lot to say about it. I feel like that I have a lot to say about it and it's just something that everyone's going to go through if you haven't gone through it already. And that's not to be discouraging but this is to be helpful for those who maybe need something to think back on, look forward to, or just something to get you through a bad situation. Because Let's face it, we live in a sucky world, and some of this stuff is going to happen. If you're new here, welcome. My name is Hannah Humble, and I'm a college student, and I love Jesus. I talk about everything fun. I just, I don't know, I love life. If I don't know you, I'd love to get to know you. Reach out to me, DM me, text me. I would love to get coffee with you, so just let me know. If you are not new and you've been here before, welcome back. I am just so grateful that you're here, and it's just going to be a really, really good podcast. I'm just super excited. So, Malachi, go ahead and tell everyone just a little bit about yourself.
1: Okay, so of course my name's is Malachi. Um, I'm a college student at Western Kentucky University. Um, I'm a major in marketing and Spanish, so it's a very weird career pathway, but I have a lot of, of things planned out to go down that pathway. Um, I'm a big, big Chick-fil-A guy I love working at Chick Fil A. If you're a Bowling
0: Green, you've seen him at Chick Fil A. You've
1: me definitely Chick-fil-A. seen him at Chick Fil A. Um, but I'm a manager there, so if you ever need anything, just come stop by, and ask for Malachi. Um, that's that pretty much sums me up. So
0: pretty much it. So we, fun fact, we um, we went to what did we do we went to middle school together and then we went to two years of high school together and i loved going to school with them because it was just like fun we were always in the same homeroom obviously we have the same last name which also i've been thinking about this i'm gonna be so like so sad when i have to get married and change my last name I've definitely thought about that because <laughs> i like love my last name so much and honestly maybe my husband will just take my last name just joking it probably won't happen but <laughs> It probably won't happen, but I'm, like, kind of sad that I'm going to have to eventually change my last name. Whatever. Um, Anywho, love my last name. Love Humbles. Love my humble family. Anywho, um, we were always in the same homeroom together, and then he moved to a different high school, but then we're back in college together. Honestly, though, like, I feel like getting an apartment together would be so much fun, but I just didn't want to spend money. I wanted to have the dorm experience this year. He lives in an apartment, but so much fun. Okay, we're going to start with a little bit, like, of fun questions before we get into the super serious stuff, because... Why not start it with fun? You guys know me. Um, love to have fun. Malcolm Alex have fun. So here we are. I've asked Savannah and Olivia this. If you guys haven't listened to that podcast, it's the friendship one. Um, I asked them this too. Where is your dream place to travel and why?
1: Um. So definitely because I'm a Spanish major. I'm going later this this year to Spain. That's definitely my dream place to travel. Just because I love the culture. That's that's what I'm putting down my life to do is to learn everything about the Spanish culture, anything about the Latin American culture. So.
0: Awesome. Um, how long are you going to be there?
1: Um, this year I'm going for just, for just two weeks for new year's. And then next year I'm supposed to study abroad for either six months or a year. So
0: yeah, that's going to be so much fun. Um, honestly, like I've, I've told you all the story, like why, or like what my dream school was. I didn't think I was going to go to Western, but like the study abroad program was really the first and only reason I looked at Western in the first place. Their study abroad program is literally so good. And They have such good scholarships. So if you guys go to Western, look at those scholarships. I'm probably going to be going to England next year. So that's super exciting. We'll both be in Europe. So exciting. (laughs) All right. So next question. What is the dumbest way you've injured yourself? This is such a random question.
1: Um. So... One time, um, I went skiing. I was about 12 years old. It's
0: always skiing. It is always skiing. <laughs> I went,
1: so I went skiing, and it was the, t- the top of the first hill. And if you guys don't know my sister, Lily, um, when she was little, she was kind of scared to do anything. So I was at the top of the hill. It was the first hill. Um, Lily stopped halfway was down. It no. it was everybody like an No. <laughs> <laughs> it was like an actual big hill. And so Lily stopped because she got scared halfway down, so I stopped with her and when i got back up to go i like somehow tripped over myself and rolled all the way down the hill <laughs> hit a few trees on the way down and broke with my leg with the skis on w- with the skis on the ski actually when i got down the hill i only had one ski left on but then-
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect north yes i fr- i guys i fractured my arm at perfect north if you guys
1: don't know anything about perfect north that place is
0: It's just ice. It's like 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 no snow. The snow does not snow. (laughs) Well, it's fake snow. Like, I guess it doesn't really count. Yeah, so... He had, like, a lime neon green, like,
1: I literally rode around in, like, a wheelchair for about two weeks. Oh,
0: there's, like, a picture of him with that cast on. That's so funny. It's always the ice sports. I'm telling you. I've told y'all, like, I fractured my arm snowboarding, and then I... Broke my nose ice skating, which <laughs> I was I was there.
1: Oh, when I looked around, because I'm, I'm a pretty good ice skater, I'd like to think, but when I. I thought so too. When, <laughs> <laughs> when I turned around, Hannah was just looking at me and blood <laughs> dripping down her face. They had to evacuate the whole ice rink because there was blood all over the ice rink.
0: Oh, yeah, oh, that experience. So Went to the hospital, my nose is broken. Hashtag, nothing really you can do about broken nose. Anywho, um, that was just a little fun way to get to know us, and now we're gonna be moving on to the big deep stuff of this podcast, but it's gonna be good, so keep listening. Alright, um, moving on. Can you explain your situation with grief and what happened and why you feel like you are qualified to talk about this stuff? Kind of yeah. tell your
1: story. So, um when I was younger, this this will be five years this October. Um, my dad passed away, and so it was a big experience to the point where we found out that he had cancer a month and a half before he passed away, so it was a pretty quick road. We didn't really get to have time like we used to, um, like people usually do, but um, just going through that at such a young age, when I was especially maturing into a teenager, it was just something that I had to... it It was definitely a difficult thing to go through, so I definitely feel like I'm somewhat able to talk about grief and the whole reason that we did this podcast is just because I felt like other people that are especially going through the same things even if you're older um, that they would be able to really have something to like guide them and Mm -hmm. know that they're not alone and they're not the only ones that's going through this so
0: yeah and um, grief is something that a lot of people don't talk about because it can either trigger someone about their thoughts over a certain situation. If you guys, um, you guys are going to know what I mean. If you're listening to this and you've been triggered by things that people have said, I encourage you to keep listening because this is supposed to be help helped. Um, my grandma's actually praying for like anointing over this. So, you know, I'm just praying that this is going to get to someone who's probably dealing with grief, or maybe this is going to be for someone who hasn't gone through grief and, something may happen. I'm not speaking that over your life, but my mom was talking about how every single person's going to go through grief at some point in their lives. It may not be to the extent of maybe your parent dying or your child dying or someone around you close dying um, or maybe like a divorce or a breakup. And I mean, it seems, it seems really small to tell someone, but you are validated in the feelings that you have and the grief they're going through because everyone's grief is going to be looking a different
1: way. Yeah, and it doesn't just necessarily have to be a certain family member or mm-hmm. a close friend just dying. It can, like, that separation from someone who you're used to having in your life for every single day. And then it's that's just being taken away from you. That can be how you consider grief in your yeah. in your circumstances.
0: Yeah, everyone's, everyone's circumstance is going to be different. And um, if you're feeling that, that like big heartbeat in your chest right now when you're like I don't know if I want to listen to this I don't know if I want to keep doing this or maybe you're like I feel like this is for someone keep listening because this may help you get through something that's really hard or maybe just validate the feelings that you have because I know for a fact that a lot of people um don't talk about this because they feel embarrassed because they think they're alone in the fact that they have grief. And I can promise you that so many people around you are going through the same exact thing, but they're also embarrassed. They don't want to talk about it. So I encourage you to talk to people about it. If you don't feel comfortable doing that, that's totally fine. Like we said, everyone's going to go through a different time, but this is just kind of to validate you with your feelings and how you're doing that. So um, what would you tell someone that's going through the process of grief right now or maybe something just happened
1: um so the big thing that caused me to be so down with grief like when my dad first passed away is that i always questioned like why why did this have to happen to me just because i'd grown up i'd such a such a good childhood i my parents they unfortunately did divorce but even with that i did have a good childhood um and so i always asked the question why and um that question why is what led me into my depression. But I know that definitely going through the first stages of when my dad passed away with that question, why it led me into a, like a bigger depression that I needed to go in. Um, But that question, why is a dangerous question just because everything happens for a reason. And that's stated in the Bible multiple times that everything is under God's plan. Like, it was meant for my dad to die at that certain time, and we can't really change that. We can't change the facts of who's going to leave us when and who's going to be taken out of our life when. But um, yeah,
0: yeah. There's there's a lot that goes into that. I think one of the biggest questions people ask me um, personally is why do bad things happen to good people? And the answer is that it's it has nothing to do with the person that it's happening to. I mean. We live in a sinful world, and I'll talk about this over and over again because a lot of times when people think about Christians or Jesus followers, they are like, Oh, well, they're since they follow Jesus and they know Him, their life's gonna be rainbow, butterflies, happy, and that's not at all how it is. In fact, it's probably gonna be even worse because we have to go through those certain things. So, with that being said, like bad things happening to you has nothing to do with the character of who you are. We live in a sinful world, and sin was created when, you know, I mean, it's a cliche, it's like, it's cliche to talk about it, but when Eve sinned for the first time, that opened the door to sin for everyone. And it says the consequences of sin is death. And we can't, like, no one can overcome death and just not die. That's what Jesus did. Jesus was the only person that did that. And I'm not trying to go in and preach here, but this is the whole reason why we believe, like, bad things happen. It's not because you're a good person and God is punishing you. He's, Allowing you the peace in order to get through these situations, which is how you deal with grief, which um, I looked up the five stages of grief. I didn't know them at the top of my head. I've talked about them not on the podcast before, but with like other people and their denial, anger, bargaining, depression and acceptance. So do you have anything to say about denial?
1: Denial. I mean, definitely it still doesn't feel real that my dad is gone. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's still some days that I just feel like he's just gone on some type of work trip. Yeah. Because I mean, these five years have gone by so quick. But at the first stages, when I wa- like I was there by the bedside when my dad passed away, it was all it was me, my sister, and the rest of my family, and we were all there when he passed away. Mm-hmm. But I just seeing him take his last breath. I mean, that was just something that was like, I was just like, that's not real. Yeah. Like that, that definitely did not happen. And definitely waking up each morning and being used to a phone call from my dad. And I was just like, there's no way that this actually happened. Yeah. So denial is a definitely, definitely the biggest part in that, just because you don't feel like it's real.
0: Mm-hmm. And it doesn't necessarily stop. No, like, that's the it first, that's the first stage of grief, because the second that it happens, you tell yourself, oh, well, this is like, I'm, I'm dreaming, I'm daydreaming, like, this is a big nightmare, and... <laughs> <Sorry. coughs> we're, not, we're not laughing at the situation <laughs> no, Malachi just burped calling. really loud um, but <laughs> <laughs> okay alright moving on sorry um, as we were saying like denial is a very big part because it can feel like you're in a nightmare and also I want to preface you the situation you're going through maybe like someone hasn't died or maybe something hasn't happened but your situation is traumatic that can cause grief as well Um, like, I mentioned, like, my mom being in the hospital all the time and stuff, because that really was, if you knew me and you knew our family during that time, that was really weird because my mom is literally, like, my rock. And when she was in the hospital, I mean, it's kind of the same way. Like, I was like, oh, well, she's not actually, like, gonna die. Like, this is the thing that's, you know, like, you know, you're just, like, in denial. So, no matter what situation you're going through and you feel like, oh, I don't have, um, like this isn't a reason for me to feel grief or to feel denial of the things that are happening because no matter what situation you're going in, you can feel that denial and denial is probably like Malachi said, like the worst part of it all, because you have to deal with the reality of the fact that it is real and it's, it's not a good situation and a good realization that you, that you have in, in the moment because it kind of feels, I mean, Malachi can probably talk more on this, but like, it feels a lot better to daydream and pretend like it's it's fake than it is to to you accept know, it's real. it. Yeah, right.
1: I definitely agree with that.
0: It's I don't know. It's just it's a big thing that um, everyone's gonna deal with, but that's definitely one of the hardest things. So, what about anger? What would you say about anger?
1: Um, there was definitely a lot of anger. I didn't necessarily have a lot of anger when when he passed away. It was it was more of an emotion that I was sad instead of angry. Mm. Um, but there were some members in my family that were just they were angry. They yeah. were just angry that he was gone. They were angry that they didn't have enough time with him. And I, I still can say that I'm, I was angry that I, because some days I just want to wake up and I just want to ask him just one more question. Just because there's a lot of things that, growing up without your biological dad because of cancer. I mean, there's a lot of things that I'm left in the the dark about. Just because I don't know the questions or the answers to every questions that, that I'm gonna deal with, growing up. So.
0: Yeah. And anger is a really big part because I think anger brings on a lot of guilt as well because you feel bad that you're treating people like this and you don't know, you know, like you're going up to people and you want to be happy and you want to be nice. And then all that comes out of your mouth is just mean and angry stuff. And it's not that you want to do that. It's just because you're mad at the situation that you're going through. And if that's you in this moment, just know that it's going to go away it's just, it's probably going to take time. And that's the thing with a lot of this. Like, I think that it's really important that you know that the grief things that you're going to have to go through are going to be something kind of serious. Like, they may take time. They may take you a few weeks to get over. Some people it takes a few months. Some people it takes a few years. Like, it's going to be something that depends on you and your relationship with Um, the situation, just how prepared you were, how unprepared you were, how affected you were in the situation, like whether it was someone close or maybe you're going through a really um, traumatic thing or maybe you've been, I don't know, I keep hearing that someone listening right now is like going through a really bad abusive situation and I just want to let you know that that's valid too. So if that's you and you're like, oh my gosh, how does she, how does she know I'm talking about me right now? Because God speaks and the Holy Spirit's a real thing and the Holy Spirit wants to be with you in these situations, especially the times when you feel anger and you feel so mad that you can just like murder someone. And that's like, that sounds so like ridiculous, but you know what I'm talking about when you've been through that situation.
1: But I definitely say it's, it's okay to have anger. Yes. Like anger is an emotion that it's very expressive and it helps a lot when, when you get that anger out, it makes you feel relieved. So Mm -hmm. like if you are having this anger, when you go through these like grieving processes, or if something is happening in your home life, just like Hannah said, I mean, the anger is okay to have. It's yeah. an emotion that we all have. Um, It's just as if you were being sad and it's, that's why people tell you it's okay to cry. It's okay to be angry.
0: Yeah. I want to preface that because like a lot of like, I feel like in our society, we're getting a little bit better at it, but, We are taught that we have to keep a happy face on all the time. And that's actually not healthy because that's also not biblical. Um, We're trying to follow what Jesus did. And I hate to keep bringing it back um, to like spirituality. But I mean, that's like who we are and we we love talking about that. But Jesus and I talk about this story almost like I think maybe I've talked about every podcast, honestly. But this story makes me so happy Not the situation, but because of how real Jesus is. And I talk about my favorite book in the Bible being Mark. And it's literally because of how real Jesus was. And Jesus was so mad that he flipped a table. If That doesn't show you that you can be angry and you can have those thoughts. Also crying. Jesus wept. That's literally a verse in the Bible. Um, Don't feel guilt about feeling angry or sad. Honestly, you're probably going to have to go through that in order to get on the other side.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. When going through this process, like... I was looked at as sort of, like, the next role model to my sister. And so, like, when I was going through that, I felt like I didn't need to express these emotions just because I needed to be the strong person. And that was definitely something that I struggled with a lot, is that I would keep telling myself that I'm not allowed to cry. I'm not allowed to be angry for this. I need to keep my feet on the ground. I need to make sure that I'm holding up to what my dad would want me to be. And especially being like a teenage boy going through middle school when this is happening yeah i mean i it's not okay for what society thinks it's not okay for a teenage boy to cry over over something like that so i had to keep my feelings in i had to act like i was strong the whole time just because i didn't want to be looked at as the weak link so
0: right there's a lot of pressure on people and especially when um and i like i witnessed this because i was like i mean i was around the whole thing when it happened But, like, constantly people were asking him questions about, like, how he was feeling and um, if there's anything they can do. But sometimes, like, that just gets really overwhelming. And if you guys have been through that, you know exactly how that feels. And the more people that do it, the more angry you get because you just, you don't want to answer them. You want to keep it to yourself. And, like I said, everyone deals with this in a totally different situation. So, if your situation is to go off and stay quiet you do that. If that's, what's, if that's what it's going to take for you to get over it, like, go do that. Don't feel guilt. Don't feel like you have to respond to anyone because you're not obligated to do anything. You're under the authority of of Jesus and yourself, so you have to decide what's good for you, what's right for you, and, you know, what feels good in the moment. Like, what is going to make me overcome this the best way? Okay, the next one is bargaining, and I wasn't quite sure how, like, this one word <laughs> <What? laughs> Not like I was looking at me because he doesn't know either. I literally looked it up because I saw it. I'm like, what the heck is bargaining? Like, I know bargaining is like, man, I want, I one, 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 I sold. <laughs> like, like, auctions. Um, but so it silly. says wanting to, like, do better for yourself. Like, let's just say if you had, you know, a child that died and your child was, died with, like, some sort of, I don't know, respiratory thing, then maybe you want to start a charity or something with that. Or maybe you had a sibling that died and um, your family starts like a scholarship for them, like wanting to do better. Or maybe you've gone through that abusive relationship or you've gone through that um, that really, really, really bad situation that you don't even want to bring up. So you decide you're going to make up for it by being good to other people. What would you say about that, that part of grief?
1: Um, bargaining... I mean, uh, that's just like a really confusing concept like to go into just because I feel like bargaining, especially like with things like scholarships and everything, it can also be to the point where you want to do what your lost sibling or your Mm -hmm. lost parent or some other related factor to that, what they didn't ever get to finish doing. So like what I take into my steps each day is like my dad was always faithful. He was always kind to people. I mean, he literally would get on his hands and knees and scrub the floor if you told him to just because he was a server so um that's how i walk throughout my day i always make sure that everything that i do i do it in my best ability just because i'm a humble i mean that's what our family is known to do and so i know my dad would expect nothing less less than me to do that but with bargaining i mean our family started something called the 503 fund which was his um which was his badge number at his police department and so um we pay for multiple different things for police officers we donate to police officers who've been injured we pay for their meals like it's just something that we kind of keep alive just because my dad would want that to happen as well Mm -hmm. so it's a it's a confusing part of the process I've never really heard of bargaining until Hannah just said it about three minutes ago but I definitely (laughs) can see how it relates to the to the factors of of grief after talking about it so
0: yeah i think a lot of bargaining because it's like this these are listed in order of what like this is um like psychology shows that this is the order that most people go through grief and i think a lot of bargaining stems out of not wanting to be angry anymore so they're giving it to something else like um do you know what i mean yeah Like, because you're angry, you don't want to feel angry anymore. So you're like, what ways can I feel happy again? And you're like, oh, I'm going to feel happy because I'm doing this for him. Or I'm doing this for myself because I know the authority that I have and I don't deserve to be treated this way. Whatever situation you're going through or have gone through, this is a lot of just making up for yourself, making up for your family, and making up for the people you love. And, I mean, again, it just stems off of not wanting to feel the guilt of anger, or just, I mean, personally, I can't feel, I don't want to feel anger for a long time, because it kind of drains me, and that's just me, That that's not for everyone, but, like, um, going through something that just, like, really, really makes you frustrated all the time, that can be really, really tiring on your, like, your mental, your, like, mentality, your, Emotional state, your spiritual state, your physical state like that's a lot and that's a big toll on yourself. So, I think wanting to do good for yourself will make you feel better, you know, in the emotional state, the physical state, the spiritual state, all of the above. So, I think that's a lot of the reason why people end up doing that right after anger, if that makes sense. Um, do you have anything else to say on that? Mm, I
1: mean. I definitely agree with the part that that comes after anger. I mean, I didn't really look at it that way until you just said that. Um, but like, after you're angry for so long, you feel like what is a way that I can put this back into the community? Like show Sorry. this overwhelming expression of why I've lost this family member or mm-hmm. why I'm going through this to just put it back in and like, like, serve other people just to yeah. like feel a different emotion than anger so mm-hmm.
0: and it reminds me like that reminds me of i think it's romans 8 28 it says like god works all things out for the good of those who love him i think that's kind of a testament of you know um you know like this this bad thing what this bad thing happened and you can't like reality is you can't take back what happened like nothing can be changed you can't go back in time as much as i Wish some things could have been changed. I mean, I talked about this last podcast. Um, you can't do that. And God will always work things out for the good of those who love him. That's exactly what it says. And maybe this, this stage of it is just proof, like, God will work things out for the good. And that's just who he is. All right. Um, this is probably the biggest one. And I feel like we can spend a lot of time on this because... Um, I just feel that there's a lot of people listening. If you're listening, maybe you're on a run, maybe you're on a walk, maybe you're in your car or you just in your room. If you are going through depression right now and you're going through this stage of grief, maybe it's not even a stage of grief, but you're just going through depression. I really want you to tune in because I just feel like this could be very, I don't know, uplifting to you to know that you're not alone. I think that's a lot of where things come from is you get embarrassed and that's okay. Sometimes it's embarrassing to talk about these things because people don't talk about it. It's kind of viewed down upon. I know like in the South, especially if you have depression or anxiety, it's kind of like, Oh my gosh, like take medicine, but don't tell anyone like, this is something that you have to keep a secret. And like I said, you have to be happy all the time, but this is for you. So the next stage is depression and Nakai, I I don't have a lot to say about it.
1: So (laughs) So, depression is, I mean, like, even, like, through this podcast, I mean, you're not even going to be able to get the shovel into depression, but just this is one of the biggest stages of grief. I mean, right up next to the, to denial, I mean, depression really affected me when I was going through this. Um, so, immediately after, I mean, I became, like, a, I don't even know how to explain it. I was in my room every day. I had my blinds shut. I wouldn't even go outside. I didn't go to school for about... T- two months until, like, I can't even exactly remember it when I went back to school, but I just did not want to be around anybody. And so I feel like depression really, like, it's, it goes along with the anger. It goes along with the denial. Mm -hmm. And so um, when I was affected with depression, I mean, I literally did not talk to anybody. I did not want to see anybody. I did not want to even be close in proximity to anybody and depression really, really took over my life. I mean, I, it just changed who I was. It took my 13-year-old just, like, happy as could be state, and it just flipped it upside down. And, it, I mean, going through this as a teenager, when you're already getting all of those hormones and everything, I mean, my mind was just really overwhelmed with all of the thoughts. And that was something that I really struggled with, which is a sensitive topic for a bunch of people. And it can be triggering, but... I mean, when you're depressed and severely depressed, I mean, you do have absences where you do, like, want to take your own life. And it's a very sensitive subject just because I've went through the same thing. And so Mm. I just have to say that that's not the answer, because when you go through these, these sort of trials, it's just trial runs that people, like, don't understand that you're strong enough. So you t- like to tell yourself that you're not strong enough to go through th- this depression if you don't have this medication, or you're not strong enough to go through this depression if you don't be alone for your- by yourself for 12 hours a day and then yeah. sleep as much as you want to. But um, like with these depressive thoughts, it's okay to think these. It's okay to feel these like different expressions of, oh, I don't want to be here anymore just because of all of these things that have happened to me. And you think of how you're such a good person and that this should have never happened to you and so that's one of the biggest ways that i got so depressed is because i just didn't believe that this was supposed to happen to me but mm-hmm. this depressive state i mean it's it's going to get better especially if you're still going through it if you struggle with it every day it's going to get better it's going to become to the point where you're so strong because you've been through all of these factors that you're going to just be unbeatable i mean you're meant for so much more to take your than to take your life yeah um Because you're depressed. I mean, it's a it's a state of mind where you don't really think of the outcome of Mm -hmm. what else you could do in your life. Yeah, you're You're definitely blinded blinded during like depression. So
0: yeah, it's it's definitely the biggest one. Personally, I've never been through depression, but I had serious anxiety. Um, Again, not the same thing, but I have you know been in close proximity with so many people who I'm close with who's been through depression and I feel really really strongly there's a bunch of people right now listening with depression. Um I just want to say I rebuke it right now. Like if you've been struggling this is not for people who are just going going through it because it's probably something that some people are gonna have to go through but if you've been struggling with depression for a very 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 long time and suicidal thoughts I just want you to if you're driving don't close your eyes but if you're anywhere else close your eyes right now. And I just, I rebuke that right now in Jesus name. Um, It's actually like not a hold of you. Like it has no hold on you and you have more authority than what the depression is saying about yourself. I know the thoughts that you're having and I know um, you feel like you're not worthy enough to live. You feel like you did something wrong for the situation to happen. I rebuke those thoughts right now in Jesus name because they're not allowed to be attached to you. So... You know, if you are feeling that really, really, really big and long season of depression, that's going to leave right now in Jesus' name. But depression is literally something that is so big. And like Malachi said, when you feel tired all the time and you want, and you, want you want, that as um, your excuse to, like, you know, lay in bed all day and stuff, that is valid. And I just want to remind you that you are not alone when you're going through that. Um, you belong here on earth. God has set you here for a reason. And depression is something that is not to be taken seriously or lightly. A lot of people, you know, close it off as, I'm so sad, but, um, you know, there is so much more that goes into it. And Malachi was talking about it a little bit, but, um, you're valid in your thoughts and you're not alone in this situation.
1: Um, so going back to that, I mean, when I was talking about depression and how I would just sit in my room all day, the biggest way that because I mean, it lasted for a long time, and Hannah can attest to that. That I mean, I, t- I, nobody wanted to be around me when I was, when I was so depressed. I mean, I was just, I'm not gonna lie, I was a pain to be around. And, um, <laughs>
0: it's so bad to say, <laughs> it's
1: so bad to say, but it, like, I just, I was just terrible. But the way that I really, because I think when you're so bad into to depression, that you have to find a way to cope with it. And so some people, like, they start up these hobbies and everything. But my biggest way was worship music. I mean, like this is when I started volunteering for the church. I started on the worship team at Fortify and I started playing on Sundays. And I mean, that really, like, I cannot even explain how that helped me. And just sitting in your room and listening to music, like getting your mind out of those thoughts that you're just like, so overwhelmed with. But it, you just have to get your mind off of the fact that yeah. you're going through all of this because that's that's the only way that you're going to really, like... distract yourself. Yeah, distract yourself.
0: Um, worship music is honestly a really good way to do that. Because worship music is just really peaceful. If you need a good worship playlist... Oh, if you have Apple's Apple music, follow Hannah Humble. My worship playlist is literally 58 hours. <laughs> I'm not joking. I just, like, keep adding to it. But, um, yeah, go look at it. But Like you said, like, honestly... Distracting yourself. Do you hear that? Yeah, I heard that. I think microphone like my ear my earbuds or whatever, like making red noise. Um, distracting yourself is honestly something that you may have to do in order to not feel as depressed. Oh, it's fifty five hours and twenty seven minutes.
1: I would say a song right now, I mean there are still some days that I like get into that depressive state where I just don't want to be around anybody. But let me tell you, I mean, this just, I mean, this, everybody knows this song. If like you regularly listen to worship music, but you need, need to listen to Gratitude by... It's really good. I mean, that song, you could, in, you could yell it at the top of your lungs. And I mean, not going to lie, I did bawl my eyes out driving down the road the other day just because I was just so overwhelmed with all of the emotions that I was feeling from school and everything, where I was getting into that depressive state because mm-hmm. I just felt so overwhelmed. But just... I mean, not everybody, it's going to be the same for listening to music, but that's for those people that don't. It's a lot of all. it.
0: If you want something other than listening to music, I was told, um, I think it was, like, in, a, in one of my psychology classes, it was, like, find at least one good thing about your day. Like, it doesn't have to be anything big, but as long as you can look at, you know, the bright side of at least one thing, it changes your mindset from completely pessimistic and... Depressed to there's still some good things about life and I'm still going to look at them and, you know, see that there are still good things in the world. Even though I feel like my life is crumbling or that I'm alone, there's still something good. Like, maybe it's like, oh, I had a donut today. I don't know. It's just, my mind always goes to the food. I
1: woke up because, today. Just be glad yeah, that you woke up. Woke
0: up. It's a beautiful day, which by the way, October, or we're filming this on October 1st. Also, let me just say our fall break this year is literally a Monday and Tuesday.
1: I can't get Is over that, that, that
0: not like ratchet? No,
1: because I went to Logan County High School. Um, hashtag Cougar for life. But anyways, uh-huh, we, ha- <laughs> we had, Two weeks of fall break and yeah, two weeks of spring crazy. break and so like this big difference. but we do have a long christmas two
0: break. weeks to two days let's go <laughs>
1: we do have a long christmas break at the we do
0: days, guys so. our christmas break is literally like six weeks it's like december because like they 5th. do buy terms or whatever and so they literally do like a what is it called like classes during i don't we're freshmen
1: break. so we're freshies we're hashtag. still we're still figuring it we're out we're
0: still hashtag 18. don't worry guys i'm about to be 19 though for real isn't that weird
1: I don't turn 19 for, like, another nine months.
0: I lost, all like, two months, three months, wait. Five. Oh, five.
1: Yes, you November, do. November, December,
0: January, February, four months. Four months, guys. Anywho, um, the last stage of grief is acceptance, and this is kind of the thing where you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm starting to feel like myself again, like, you probably, the reality is you probably won't. Honestly, I'm just going to say, you won't be the same person going no, through all these things. definitely
1: not. I would not say that I'm the same person that I started out with, with my dad passing away. And I'm I'm sure a lot of other people can attest for that. I mean, I, as soon as he passed away, I mean, I started working. That was also a big way that I coped. I, I was working three jobs at 15. I was always seeing what kind of side hustle that I could pick up just because I love to work. And mm-hmm. so... it's a good distraction and it'll mature you so much it'll mature you mentally and can you get money right but acceptance (laughs) (laughs) but acceptance i mean it's just a big fact to handle that you are really accepting that grief and like and it's okay for you to not ever accept it because i still have not accepted the fact that my dad has is gone like i said at the beginning of this podcast that some days it just feels like he's on a business trip and he's just he'll come home at some point right. but um it's okay to not be able to accept it at first but there will come to the time that you start to like throw things into to terms that you this is actually happening and this is your reality this is your reality which is a big it's a big step to overcome but
0: yeah and like accepting it is not going to look the same for every person we keep saying it because your version of of acceptance could be like This happened, and I know this happened, and that might be it for you. Like, I know this happened, and, you know, this isn't a dream. This is a reality. Or maybe your acceptance is like, I know that God had a plan, and his plan is going to be worked out no matter how long it takes, um, no matter how hard it's going to be, no matter how hard it has been, but I'm going to overcome it because I've already overcome this much. So if you've already gone through a lot of these stuff, be proud of yourself because, this is really hard, and um, no matter how old you are, it's not going to get any easier. Um, and accepting the fact that it happened is the last stage of it, but it's going to happen at some point. And there's two Bible verses that I wrote down. I like to do like a Bible verse in at least one of my pod or like at least one Bible verse in my podcast because I just think they're they're very this. And also, if you guys aren't Christian. That's okay. I still want you to know that you belong and that you're accepted and that you are loved and you know you matter. You're here and I just love you so much. But here they are anyway. So Psalm 3418 says, The Lord is the Lord is near the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. This is in the Bible all the time because I know you you guys probably don't realize it. This has been something that has happened since the very beginning of time. People have been going through the worst. The worst things in the entire world, the th- same things you're going through and you feel alone. I keep saying that, but I really think that it's not going to get to people unless I keep saying it. You are not alone in the situation. God is near with you because he loves you and you're just not alone. That's what to take from it. And the next one is Matthew 5, 4. It says, blessed are those that mourn for they shall be comforted. That just shows you're allowed to mourn. In fact, you probably need to mourn. You need to understand the full, the full depth of the situation you're going through. And it's not easy. It's not going to be easy. And you're going to need to cry. You're going to need to get it out. You're going to need to talk to people about it. You can't keep it to yourself. Um, because you're going to get comforted. Maybe it's by the people around you. Maybe it's by your parents. Maybe it's by your kids, your siblings, your best friends, um, your teachers, you know, I keep naming off all these things, or maybe sometimes you feel alone. And the only thing that's going to comfort you is Jesus. So, no matter what it is, find comfort in that because you're going to be comforted. And the Holy Spirit wants to comfort you in that time of grieving and going through this hard situation. But you're so strong and you're going to overcome it. I agree. And that's that's pretty much it with the five stages of grief. All right. So, wrapping this whole thing up. Um, I don't know. I just, I feel like we had a really good talk about grief. Oh, yeah. he's feeling like, a little rapid. It's like the, it's like the, ref. I just can't, like, the referee, the referee TikToks, you know, it's like, you ladies all right?
1: <laughs> what are you talking
0: about? <laughs> Y'all literally know what I'm talking about. It's like, you know, it's, he catches the basketball. It's like, you ladies all right? No,
1: yes, he, yes, you were
0: yes he does. Yes, he does. Yes, I'll show him after this. Anywho, um. <laughs> If you guys don't follow us on Instagram, Malachi's Instagram is what? Uh,
1: Malachi.h4.
0: Malachi, okay, that's
1: right. M A L A C H I.h4. Malachi. All
0: right, and mine is Handle Is Humble, and then my podcast Instagram is Sit Down Be Humble. But I am so, so, so stoked and excited that you guys were here, and I'm excited for next week, so stay tuned. I love you guys, and have the best week ever.